the nation filled with suckers. The only journalist I trust is Tucker. All right, all right, all right. We are coming in hot today. I, I sat down at the computer today and I was like, man, there's not a lot of stuff going on. And then I started scrolling and I'm like, holy crap, there's a lot going on. So we have a lot to cover in this show. Um, I want to start off with, uh, we start off with the Russia, a little Tucker song. That's nice. Okay, but we're going to get right into it. Uh, first, a little funny. Uh, Babylon B says that Democrats concerned Biden may be too old to finish destroying the country. And that is very sad, but it is true. Okay, so what do we have going on today? Mm, let's start off with this one. Uh, Shane Gillis. Let's get right to it. Um, uh, there's a lot of funny memes going on, that's for sure. Hello. I'm here for the gangbang. I'm here. <laughs> you know, if I can't be crude, I can find memes that are crude and just go with it. Okay, we're going to start off with this. This is a serious story. Uh, this is a transgender basketball player identifying as a female uh, that was playing a game in here. Let me get out of this so I can see exactly where it was. This was in a uh, trans-identified male player for Kip Academy in Massachusetts, uh, apparently injured three girls before halftime, causing Lowell... Lowell collegiate charter school to forfeit the game i don't know how you can be a parent sit in the stands watch your daughters get manhandled literally manhandled by some mongoloid trans female playing basketball and just sit back and let it be okay but here's some video of one of the images oh, let me rewind it for you I mean, just throwing these girls around like there's no tomorrow. I mean, come on. Rewind that to the top again. Once again, this guy, this beast of a mongoloid human being with a receding hairline and a ponytail. See right there at the top? Hold on. This is the female right here. This big mass of a brutus of a man. Receding hairline, but he's got the little ponytail. Uh, you think this is? Do you think this is another situation where some guy couldn't play on the varsity team, and so he uh, he 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 moved over to the women's uh, whatever? Is that what's going on? Is that what's going on? I don't know, uh, but it's pathetic. And like I said, I don't know how any father could sit in the stands, watch this nonsense happening, and just sit back and let it happen. But here we are today, if you're going to be unwoke, if you're a father and you say something about this kind of stuff happening to your daughters on the court, it's disgusting and it is happening left and right. Now, we covered the story yesterday about uh, there was a scientific study allegedly that says that trans, chest feeding trans women uh, that have been gone through multiple hormone uh, enhancements in their diet, etc., that their milk is healthy for the baby. I found a flaw in this, and the flaw came from this little interview, this little TikTok, little TikTok scientist, you know. But it, but they said one important thing in this study that was regarding this trans chest milk. And let, let's take a little listen. 
and I'll, I'll Hi, see if you can catch Ash, it. And welcome to LGBTQ plus birth research. Today's video signposts a case study where breast milk produced by a trans woman after she successfully induced lactation was analysed for its nutritional okay, qualities. Okay, we covered this yesterday. Let's go. Keep going. This study centres a trans woman who successfully breastfed her baby. She induced lactation via hormone therapy using Domperidon as a galactagogue, breast pumping and then directly breastfeeding her infant. She co-fed with her partner, the baby's gestational parent, meaning the parent who carried the pregnancy, for the infant's first four months of life. The decision to stop breastfeeding was maternal choice. The medical management of how lactation was induced, including medications, dosages and timings, are outlined in the study. For milk analysis, the mother provided four samples of frozen expressed breast milk, and each sample was collected approximately one month apart. All samples were warmed, hand agitated, and Okay, you, you see what's going on here? The mother provided four samples of frozen express. The mother provided the samples. Okay, now I'm not going to jump to, uh, yes, I am. I'm going to long jump to a conspiracy here. So you have a trans woman with a birthing partner that actually gave birth to the baby, right? They are both pumping and feeding this baby. Breast, it says they're both, you know, pump and dump, feeding the baby, whatever's going on. And there's a lot of weight being thrown on this scientific study when it was the mother, the father, the father, whatever. You know, it gets confusing. I'm not even going to go there. But the chest feeder supplied the samples. Now, this, this, this side of the aisle regarding all this kind of promotion, especially for these trans women, et cetera, has been so militant. Are we really going to rule out the possibility that... They intentionally, for, an, for for the analysts, they supplied the breast milk from the trans man or the breast milk from the actual woman that was also breastfeeding the baby. I didn't realize that that is how they were. I thought this was a scientific study. They go into the doctor. They go into the lab. They hook up a breast pump to this dude, and they suck out some milk and analyze it. No, the key words that was in this study that this young, gentle person uh, provided enlightened from the actual script of the study says that the milk samples were provided by the trans mother. Okay, until we get a more scientific base of that, the, they they milk this dude under underneath scientific conditions. I'm not buying it. I call BS. Yeah, that's me jumping to occlusion, but I absolutely call BS. I think this is, I think it's false. That's my gut feeling. That's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. I'm entitled to that opinion. But I'm not going to buy this that men, chest chest feeding, lactating men have milk that is as healthy as a mother until until scientists are withdrawing and milking this dude on their own. I think it's complete and utter bullshit. Now, do I have anything to base that off of? No, it's just a hunch. It's just an assumption. Uh, the way they gathered the milk, it was just supplied by the trans mother. Um, I don't buy that. I don't think that is a trustworthy source. Now. As we're on this whole trans stuff, trans players beating up females on the basketball court, I am going to play a very lengthy, long clip. And it is everything that we've been screaming here on this podcast. And it's Joe Rogan and Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil was on Joe Rogan. And they brought up this whole this this whole uh, this whole topic of gender affirming care, uh, life saving gender affirming care. And Dr. Phil is going out on a limb here and making some pretty friggin good sense. It's everything we've been saying. It's nice to see people in the media's eyes that are willing to stand up against the scrutiny that they are going to, that's going to rain down on them. 
and actually speak the truth about what's going on in our medical centers, et cetera. So here we are. Here's Dr. Phil on Joe Biden. This is a long one, but I'll tell you what, it is worth watching in its entirety. Here we go. It's interesting they choose words like uh, gender affirming care. You know, that's that's interesting that they call it that. But really what they're talking about is hormonal therapy or sex reassignment surgery on children. And in fairness, the American Medical Association, the American Academy of Pediatrics, the American Endocrine Society or whatever the exact name of that is, all of the major medical associations have signed off on this, Joe. They've signed off on it. And I have never seen those organizations sign off on anything with less information as to whether or not it does long-term harm of anything in my life. And when I, when I ask about that, when I bring that up, then they immediately label you as transphobic. And I, I thought that the deal was first do no harm. And all of the European countries, you know, Sweden, Norway, they, they've all stopped doing it because they say, we cannot say in good conscience that this does no harm, because it does harm. If 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 you look at the long-term consequences, if someone changes their mind at 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, um, they can't decide which pajamas they want to wear at night. And their reason for doing it is it stops this drive for suicide, that there's a suicide epidemic. It doesn't fix that. It doesn't fix all the comorbid issues that come along with feeling like they're in the wrong body. Um, but yet they're pushing this. And it's we're going to do some shows that are already taped that are revealing what the real results of this are. And I think people are going to be shocked that these medical organizations have signed off on this. I think they've just given in to the pressure. Yeah, I just don't understand where the pressure is coming from. Another phrase they're using now is life-saving gender-affirming care. They like to p- smash them all together like that. Well, I, I don't think it's that. Uh, I just don't think that there's evidence to suggest that's true. Is this Here the guy is. you're talking yeah. about? He said there's no such thing as parental rights in Canada. Children have rights in Canada, and those kinds of policies restrict the rights children have. This is a wild thing, man. It's, well, it's, it's, I've never seen anything like it. But America's not far behind that because no. I've, I've talked to a lot of teachers, and they're telling me that they have a duty to the children, that if the child is not ready to talk to their parents about this, that it's okay for them to keep a secret from the child. Now, let me tell you what my problems with this are and see what you think. Um, first off... If this is either a psychological phenomenon or a medical phenomenon, and the teachers are not trained in either psychology or medicine, they're not any more trained to deal with that than they are to take out the kid's spleen in the homeroom. So if that's true, if it's a psychological thing, if it's, if it's gender dysphoria, or it's a, it's a medical uh, issue, then you need someone trained in child psychology, psychiatry, or medicine. And the teacher's not trained in any of those three things. Like I say, they're not any more trained in that than they are to take out the child's spleen. So how are they qualified to deal with that? Secondly, it's teaching the child to keep a secret from their parents. It's teaching deception and interfering between the child's relationship with their parent. Now, their issue, with their, their justification for that is, well, if the child goes home and announces this, or if we tell it to the parent, then the child could get abused. The child could get 
judge. The child could get kicked to the curb. Uh, but they have to admit, statistically, that that is very rare. And if that's the case, that's what we have child Department of Child and Family Services for. That's what we have Child Protective Services for. If that's the case, then you call in for some intervention if the child is being abused at home for whatever reason. Uh, then you get intervention in that way. But you don't come between the child and their parent. The parent has the right to know what's going on. Without a doubt. And also, these people that are teaching these kids, do we even know them? You don't know them. I mean, how much do you know about them before they start teaching your kids? Well, that's it could be insane. It's not like the threshold for teachers is so high that only the elite of the elite cross it. You see a lot of these weird people teaching classes, and you don't necessarily want them giving advice to children about decisions for the rest of their life. And here's an important point that people need to really take into consideration. There's a reason why they have little kids become suicide bombers. Because you can talk kids into almost anything. You can talk them into believing in Santa Claus. You talk kids into believing in all kinds of ridiculous shit because they're really young. You could easily convince them in one way or another that they're anything, that they're, they're, they're queer, that they're trans. You could 100% convince some kids of all kinds of things, especially by reinforcing it with love and support and happiness. You can convince people of a lot of things. That's what's uncomfortable for a lot of people. For a lot of gay people, they're uncomfortable with the idea that a lot of these kids are just going to grow up to become gay. My friend Tim Dillon's talked about that a bunch. He says it's homophobic. It's like, it's like they're trying to say, no, you're a girl. And really, maybe you're just gay. Like, that's okay. It was always a thing. And now all of a sudden it's getting, you're, you're looking at little kids. It might just be gay kids. You're saying maybe you're a girl. Maybe you need to go to a gender reassigning surgery center and never have an erection or an orgasm for the rest of your life. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, it, they're it, so young. It, it, it's not, I don't think it's appropriate or safe for children. And I think you have, there is, a huge body of literature uh, that addresses these issues from end to end. There's not a huge body of literature about the transgender population, and that's the problem. And what literature is out there suggests that you get, and this is where this is what you see from uh, the European countries. They've done study after study from uh, these suppressive hormones compared to doing psychotherapy, and there's not much difference. If you do psychotherapy, you can ease the depression, you can ease the suicidal tendencies with psychotherapy without doing the irreversible things. They say, well, you can reverse those things. No, that's not true. If, if you arrest the development, that can have ramifications long term. Or at least they can't say it doesn't have ramifications long term. There's also serious side effects from the hormone blockers. Well, of course. And that's and if you're doing testosterone blockers, for example, um, that does have long-term consequences. And my point is they can't say it doesn't. They don't have a body of literature that says it doesn't. And I'm, look, I'm not a What do you I'm think is physician. behind it, though? Like, what, how did this, if it, this is so contrary to the way most people feel, what do you think is behind it, especially the push towards children, affirming children. Do you think it's because there's people that are queer or LBGT, whatever, and they want other people to be a part of their their group? Is it they want more LBGT people? They want to encourage this behavior? They think it's suppressed, and maybe there's more people that are gay or whatever, and they want to come out and they just get suppressed by it, so they're trying to make it like more enthusiastic. Like, how is how is this trans thing becoming a major point of debate with children where it never has in history? In your life, in my life, there was never all this talk about trans children. Like, this it seems insane that we've forgotten that kids don't know what the fuck is going on yet. 
I think a lot of it is owing to social media platforms and the internet. I, I think um, this is what I'm talking about when I say the activist. I don't think speak for the community at large. I think they get an agenda that they're pushing, and I think they really get wrapped up in this, and it gets a lot of oxygen on the internet. It gets a lot of oxygen on social media platform. Now, they say there's no social contagion here, but the girls that are claiming to be transgender, that percentage has gone up. Some reports say it's gone up. Uh, 800%, 1,000% over the last several years. And they say, well, that's because they feel more comfortable talking about it now. Is that true, or is it because you read about it, you nope, see it on social media, fact. and you think, well, I can fact. distinguish myself in this way. I think there is a social contagion effect. So social contagion. What he's talking about is it being a fad. You know, it is excellent to see Dr. Phil and Joe Rogan basically covering all the topics that we've covered here and de de describing Everything that we've talked about, this whole trans movement. And I hope this goes viral, and I hope some people grasp some common sense and latch on to what Dr. Phil and Joe are talking about here, because I'll tell you what, this world is crazy. Now, I've got one other video, and it's kind of in the same vein, and it's basically some Catholic parents uh, that had CPS take their child away from them because they wouldn't refer to the child by its desired pronouns. It's crazy that this is happening in America, but take a listen to this. 2021, we unfortunately had to become reluctant warriors when our child was removed from our home after DCS became involved in our family life. When our son was removed, it was like someone pulled the rug out from underneath us. Um, as a father, I believe one of my main goals is to keep my children safe, and I can't do that when the state comes into our house and takes our kid because we can't, in good conscience, affirm his transgender ideology. His disappearance made a, a huge hole in our hearts and our family, but we will always love him and pray for him. Our child was out of our home for 17, 18 months altogether, ultimately aging out of the foster care system. We were able to visit with him at his discretion, basically for about two to three hours each week. Though so we pushed constantly for additional engagement, attended family therapies, we were never able to have an agreement for additional time with him. As a mom, having limited access to your children is it's heart wrenching. I miss. All right, we life. get it, but this explains the point that this kind of nonsense is happening here in the United States of America. Parents don't because it avoids their religious beliefs to identify their son as a female, even if the son requests that. CPS took him out of their house. This is obviously an older child because they said he kind of timed out of the foster system. That means that he got beyond the age of 18. Mm. I'm just sitting back and I'm just thinking that this is incredible that this is happening in the United States of America. I mean, we've 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 speculated on the rumors of this in the past, but to see the stories actually coming out where children 
and believe me, under 18 is still a child, whether you believe that or not, uh, children actually being taken out of families' homes because the parents don't want to address by the pronouns that the child desires. You know, if, if their CPS is going to start locking up kids or locking up parents or taking kids out of parents' homes because the parents don't identify at the kids' desires is just ridiculous. What about all these parents that say that their their kid is just uh, uh you know the, the he he gets he, all these trophy parents that give their sucky athletic children these participation trophies? I mean, should we lock up those coaches because the kid's not really a proficient athlete, but we're giving it, you know it's just when it comes down to gender, man, it all comes down to this gender stuff, and that's the narrative they want to push. And if you don't fall in line, you're going to be in big trouble. Okay. Let's move along to something else. Um, Mayor Adams out of New York City is uh, pushing the envelope once again. And that envelope is what he's willing to do uh, for the illegal immigrants that are in New York City. Okay. And Mayor Adams' debit card program, this is a, this is a screenshot from Fox News. And uh, Mayor Adams is apparently is wanting to give migrants up to $10,000 each of taxpayer money they do not check IDs, no restrictions, no fraud control. And so they, you know, if, if I just want to roll with this. If they're not checking IDs, if there's no restrictions, if there's no fraud control, um, where do I sign up? Where do I sign up? Because if Mayor Adams is willing to hand out $10,000 per illegal immigrant, sign me up. Where, where do we do this? Can somebody send me the information of where I need to sign up as uh, Juan, Juan Jacobo, and uh, I want to apply for this 10K. And I think everybody should apply for this 10K. I think everybody, if they're willing to do it, I think everybody across the whole country should just fill out this paperwork because there's no checks, no checks and balances to the system. Uh, but it does bring up the question of, you know, Mayor Adams blowing all this money. I'll get to a story in a little bit where some hotels, full occupancy of illegal immigrants making $250,000 a day subsidized by the, the, the state of New York. You know, I believe that's like almost $7 million dollars a month or something just for housing illegal immigrants. They're spending money hand over fist. Where is it coming from? Well, one New York resident, uh, he is going viral with his video out saying that his property taxes, he has multiple properties, he has some stores, he has uh, 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 living spaces, etc. Anyways, his properties, the taxes on these properties is going up 15 to 75 percent. Yeah, they're going to generate the income to pay for this. And guess what? The New York State, the only money they have is the money they get from the American citizens, right? Or the federal government if they just start printing it. Uh, but here's one alleged idea of where New York is going to gather some money to pay for this. For Take all a the New Yorkers in New York City, please pay attention to what I'm about to say. I now this morning got a list from my controller to tell us the tax annual assessments and values. This happens every January to February. I got mine, just on a few of our properties, just a few of them. Every single one of them are going up. Some of them are going up from 10 to 15%, all the way up to 60, 75%. You have no clue what this means to this industry. You have no clue what this means to every average New Yorker. Everybody in New York City is affected because I have stores here, supermarkets here that they're going to go up $12,000, $14,000. I got a, I got small three family buildings in Red Hook. 
going up $9,000, increase on top of the $30,000 that I'm paying. Well, and so what happens? If they don't pay that property tax, the state just comes in and takes forecloses on their property, takes it over. It's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. What's also unbelievable is this, uh, this uh, independent journalist, this lady went down to uh, Colombia and Panama, and she started uh, following the route that these immigrants are taking, a lot of these immigrants coming from China. And um, she stopped at this, this institution here. Uh, let me see. Let me see if I can find out where it was at exactly. Uh, but anyways, it was ran by a Jewish charity, and it basically is giving immigrants, illegal immigrants coming into this country, a roadmap of which buses to take, the expected uh, 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 temperatures that they're going to be traveling through. It's pretty insane. Take a look. Just take a look. Just watch this. Just watch what this girl has to say. She's down there. Hey, everybody. So I'm currently uh, in Panama. I'm at Panama. the Bajo Chiquito migrant camp, which is the first point of contact for many of these migrants who then get out of the Darien Gap and are trying to then uh, get to other migrant camps like Lajas Blancas or take the bus to Costa Rica so that they can continue their path, ultimately going to the United States of America. And you can see here we have a map that's been provided by Hyas, uh, which is a Jewish organization. It's disgusting. Uh, as a Jew, as an American, somebody who's in favor of closed borders, I find it to be absolutely disgraceful that groups like HIAS, which stands for the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society, are using Judaism as a cloak to traffic human beings uh, around uh, Central and South America and then into the United States. Uh, here, you can see that uh, it's in cooperation with the United Nations, and they have all the routes listed. So uh, for all the migrants that want to know where they should go once they arrive here, starting from Colombia, the entrance to the Darien Gap, Right, here's all the different different uh, locations and stops. They call them the weather in each location. All right, we get it. We get it. And she stopped at a couple other locations. Let's see if I can find those real quick. Uh, 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 oh, yeah, here she is at another one. And this is where a lot of the Chinese immigrants are coming uh, through. And you can see all the signage is in Chinese. They got Starlink Internet. Thanks, Elon Musk. Uh, and they can actually pay with a Chinese version of Venmo at this market that is on the road to the United States. Check it out. Hey, everybody. So I'm currently in a location here in the Darien Gap in Panama known as uh, Puerto Limon. And this area is known for having a lot of Chinese invaders, right? Migrants, as they like to call themselves, who come in. Uh, there's a river over there, if you see uh, by the SUVs. Uh, there's a river, and they come in on the little water boats. Uh, they kind of look like canoes. They're called piraguas. And uh, this one, uh, like I said, it's mostly Chinese migrants coming in. And what's unique about this is we're in Panama, and yet this this little grocery store where the migrants can purchase supplies, you'll notice that the signs are all in Chinese. Everything is in Chinese when you get here. And so this sign, from what I've been told, is a welcome sign that says pretty much welcome to my fellow Chinamen. It says Wi-Fi, right? They sell Wi-Fi. And then what's really interesting about this is you can pay in cash for the food here, for the supplies, for the products that are being sold. But uh, what shows that this is tied to the CCP, Chinese Communist Party, is the fact that you have QR codes here that allow you to pay on what's called uh, Alipay. Alipay, which is the payment 
uh, processor or a payment app, kind of like Venmo, right? Uh, but for the company Alibaba, uh, which has, of course, been taken over by the CCP. And so... Okay, we get it. Look. I mean, her videos are long. I'm sure you can find them online. Uh, who's posting this? It's posted. Laura Lumor was posting it. So if you want to watch the videos in their entire, entirety, uh, they're up there. Just go to Laura Loomer's uh, X and you can see them. Um, also, uh, on that same note, Fox News is down in San Diego. And they, they had two videos, one of uh, the Chinese immigrants at the coming over, over through San Diego. That's right, Artifel. And the 20,000-plus Chinese migrants that have crossed the border in the last four months, 90% of them are here in the San Diego sector. Let me just step out of the way and show you. We got a group of more than 200, and you're looking now at the remnants of the migrants waiting to be picked up. There's about 50 here, and a large majority, 75% or more, are from China. And you've got also a few three. Syrian men and one man from Georgia. Now, let me show you some video we shot just an hour ago of the large group when they had just crossed the border. You can see them here. They built a he fire. He has a key word coming up where he calls them military here. age single males. Look at that. That's all males. You don't see a lot of families of the there at all. Because the agents here, there were only three Border Patrol agents on site when more than 200 migrants showed up. And that is just another day, busy day of why when we've seen the migration move from Texas all the way out here to the west they're really getting hit hard and the residents here Arthel, are very upset about it they're concerned about it one gentleman named Corey Gottero had this to say take a listen they're coming here illegally and we have no idea why but they all seem to be not all of them most of them seem to be military age males and it's very concerning to someone who served in the military and back out here, many of these Chinese migrants here, there's at least 100 Arthel. Many of them are single adult men. There's some women as well, and there are some children, but the majority are men. And it's got officials alarmed because it's very difficult to vet them. We obviously don't share information with China, and they can't be sent back because we don't have repatriation with China. Many of them will get asylum, perhaps half or more. And that is one thing that is uh, really compounding the issue. Finally, the bigger it's an invasion, folks. It's an invasion. And just like that uh, story we went through yesterday where, you know, the theory is if these people are coming across the border, if they're being shipped in intentionally at our government's request, uh, you know, and if we start seeing that they're going to be granted citizenship if they enroll in our military and the lack of respect that these immigrants have for uh, the Constitution and our individual freedoms, it, this could be a real problem in the future. Uh, this is nothing new. We've seen this before. Here's NYPD at a migrant shelter just getting the crap kicked out of them. Um, no respect for the NYPD, uh, even though the state of New York is feeding these people, giving them money. NYPD comes in, and this is what it looks like. Is that Fanny Williams? I just saw the big Fanny, so I guess it's not. My bad.
mean, I'm awestruck by watching this. The lack of respect. All right, we get it. We understand. I mean, we'd expect if they're willing to do that to uniformed police officers, NYPD, what do you think they're willing to do to you on the street? You know, here's another video, and this was Fox News again. Same thing down there in San Diego, except or Chacumba, California, which I guess is part of San Diego. It's down there, uh, and these are these are these are military age men from Kaz- Kazakhstan uh, coming in. I believe Kazakhstan that is the home of Borat. I'm not there sure. is literally like an ant trail of illegal immigrants coming down this valley, this crevice in this mountain right now walking down and coming down to the bottom here waiting to be apprehended by border patrol this line goes all the way from the bottom where i am all the way to the very top of this mountain they were all from kazakhstan okay we have a big group of chinese migrants behind us watching and filming this i can't even tell how many it is many many dozens maybe over a hundred in total or so right behind us we have this camp of migrants from all around the world africans chinese uh men from turkey that are watching these migrants come down. What's on the other side of that mountain is Mexico. There's no border wall way up there on that cliff. Um, so at some point, this, these migrants that you see coming down the, the mountain, they climb that mountain on the Mexican side. Okay, now we th- get it. We get it. I mean, you, we can play these clips all day long. You know, it's a literal invasion that's happening at our border. Uh, they started getting slowed down in Texas. Now they're coming up from San Diego. You know, Here's another video. Some of the hotels that, uh, uh, oh, I want to get to this story, too. Uh, the hotels are housing them. This is in New York City. Here is the Row Hotel. This is one of the five hotels that has been transformed into a shelter. So we're going to walk in there and see what kind of operation they're running inside. This is a really nice hotel. How's it going? Oh, yeah, we were just checking out the hotel. Oh, the hotel is closed also. It's closed? But there's a ton of people in here right now. Because it's a shelter now. Oh, you guys oh, should... it's shelter for the migrants coming in? Yeah, yeah, it's no longer uh, open to the public. It's closed to the public. How many floors is it? 30. 30 floors. This thing is... Yeah. You guys aren't allowed to talk about it? Yeah. Why is it like such a big secret, do you think? I don't know. We just follow orders. When hotels such as the Row Hotel close until further notice, they sign the contract with an outside source saying that they will pay the rent in order for them to house the migrants. And the hotels love it because it is guaranteed money every single night. And at a rate of $200 per night at the Row Hotel, and with 1,331 rooms, that is $260,000 a day, $1.8 million a week, and $7.2 million a month. And all that money is guaranteed. Guaranteed. Right, yeah, no no kidding they're shutting down. 100% occupancy, getting paid by the government, seven point whatever million dollars a month. It's awesome. It's awesome business for them. Now, um, let's let's get to the, the to, to a, a regular lefty on the street that is commenting on on uh, trying to secure the borders and the thoughts and the, the, the just incomprehensible train of thought that this guy has is amazing. But it's entertaining. Let's take a look. Immigration, building a wall does nothing. It just annoys people. They want to enforce the border. There's all kinds of things you could do. You could use drones. If you get drones in the sky everywhere and you see somebody sneaking across the border, you you call up a guy in a four-wheel drive and he goes and he takes care of the problem. The wall is kind of primitive. It's kind of Stone Age. Do you think, like, the Coachella Festival would be as successful without a fence surrounding the perimeter of the concert? Oh, I don't know how that works. That's kind of a crazy event. Do you think if they got rid of their fencing, the concert would be as successful? It'd be kind of scary because there would be kind of a lack of security and people that were there would be afraid of, you know, bad people coming in and 
interesting concept. Stuff, yeah. Uh, interesting concept. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Logic just goes out the window. Oh, I wouldn't go to Coachella because it wouldn't be safe if they didn't have fences around it. Well, no kidding. You wouldn't be able to keep out bad people. Yeah, well, no kidding. But the border is anything different? The border of this country is anything different? And, you know, and it's funny. What's amazing to me is as the guy is asking that series of questions about the Coachella Festival and his responses are exactly in line with most with a lot of us Americans and our thoughts about the security of the border, the guy never draws two and two. The, the, the power of, I swear, this is the vax. This is the vax that is just that has reduced pe- people's uh, thinking abilities and the ability to draw a conclusion from what they're saying it's just, it's detached. It's detached. 100% detached. And it's amazing. Um, okay, so let's move on to to some Trump stories here. Uh, Letitia James says she's prepared to seize Trump's buildings if he can't pay his $354 million civil fraud fine. So they're going to come in. They're threatening to grab his hotels, grab the Trump Towers and all this other kind of stuff. Um, let's see. It says here four days after a judge ordered former president Donald Trump, uh, to pay $354 million in a civil fraud case, New York attorney general Letitia James told ABC news that she is prepared to seize the former president's assets. If he is unable to find the cash to cover the fine, if he does not have funds to pay off the judgment, then we will seek judgment enforcement mechanisms in court. And we will ask the judge to seize his assets. James said in an interview with ABC news, Aaron Katursky. Um, well, I mean, that's nothing new. I mean, that's typical run of the mill when people are, when attorneys and the laws, the courts are trying to collect on people's, um, judgments. Um, one thing that there's a side effect of all of this, this judgment against Trump regarding his whole real, real estate and the overinflation of his, uh, estimated values of his properties. And it's coming back into the financial sector. Uh, the CEO of, uh, Cardone Capital, Grant Cardone orders underwriters to immediately discontinue all underwriting on New York City real estate following the $355 million Trump judgment. The risk outweighed the opportunities at this time. Cardone Capital's portfolio currently consists of 6,537 units with a total value over $1.4 billion. Huh. He doesn't want to get caught up in in getting sued for overinflating his values. Now, Kevin O'Leary, which has been very vocal about this, has spoken out once again. We played a clip of him yesterday, and here he is even jumping into more detail. Uh, Kevin O'Leary, this was a CNN interview, and Kevin O'Leary is just breaking this down and laying down the facts regarding this whole and the detriment to New York. Uh, New York and New Yorkers are going to be who suffers from this because no real estate investor is going to be willing to take the risk of doing business and building uh, uh, new properties in New York with the overhang of the courts could rule that we overinflated our values where we were getting the loan, et cetera. So here's Kevin O'Leary once again. Let's take a listen. Wouldn't there be many companies who would not want to do business or loan money to people like yourself or investors if they know that they can get away with fraud and there's no recourse to protect them? Excuse me, what fraud? I don't, I, this is not about Trump anymore. When you get a developer, when you get a developer that builds a building and he says it's worth $400 million and he wants to borrow $200 million from a bank, which happens every day, everywhere on earth, including every American city, Every developer is an entrepreneur. They shine the light on their building and they say it's worth 400. The bank does its own due diligence, as was done in this case, 
because they're very good at it. The banks are very good. And they say, no, it's worth 300. We're only going to loan you 150 million. That haggling has gone on for decades. That's how it works. And then in this case, even the bank that was supposedly defrauded testified and said, we didn't lose anything. We want to do business with this guy again. We'd like to. But the judge said, no, 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 no. Let's penalize this developer for 355 million. And we're going to do that. Let's penalize all Chiefs, the developers uh, all across America. Oh, They've all done the, the same thing. The, all of them uh, should the go to jail and we should produce. stop building buildings. Okay, now we're That's going to what the message story. is from New York. About, uh, Even the governor herself is concerned about what this looks like to investors all around the world. It's not just uh, well, U.S. domestic. All around the world, people are talking about what happened here. You really think people want to invest money in New York after this? How about we go somewhere else? I think there are people who would... I don't want to cut you off. That's where the world's first ever fully autonomous AI-powered restaurant has opened, complete with burger flipping bots. We sent CBS's Joy Benedict on a taste test. Flippy the chef makes Spud spectacular. This automated grill gives the meat its sizzle. As this what, restaurant goes robotic. For this burger, it would take about 120 seconds. Cali Express by Flippy is the world's first AI-powered eatery. There's new technology outside the kitchen, too. A cheeseburger. Order kiosks use facial recognition to remember you, your favorite food, and how you like to pay. Then watch the robots work. No humans required. We can't get enough people to come out to work on fryers and grills and their dangerous jobs. And this well, uh, automation helps solve you. a lot of those issues. 62% of restaurants report being understaffed. Industry experts say most of those unfilled jobs could be done happened. by robots. It's your money and in now. California, where the minimum wage for most fast food workers will soon be $20 an hour, fewer workers equals cost savings. Dan Ives is with Redbush Securities, a wealth management firm. Once the minimum wage went to 20, that's the bell more and more focus They've on spending on AI. In support of entrepreneurship. Why go. would we go to New York? And that is Why the way take of the future. The risk? You know, My I only just point wonder, is, gonna, like, did we just diminish the great state of New York and the great people of New York? And shouldn't they ask for better management so they don't become a flyover state? Remember, New York has the highest taxes in the country, the worst regulatory environment, and it's incredibly mismanaged. And I'm pointing out now, on top of that, you get this incentive. As much as I'm supposed to be promoting this movie and talking about my album, I just feel like we're in competition right now because they are trying to normalize the devil. They are trying to populate. The devil is on the main stage at award shows. And in every video, and you have signs and symbols. And I said, you know what? Why is this we need to stop treating so our relationship with Jesus. 
Why like are the we little the buddy that you talk to before injustice. you go to bed at night? I have nothing to do with Trump. I'm not supporting Trump. I'm supporting American entrepreneurship. And New York is slowly becoming the number one loser state in America. there's been a lot of moments that you didn't post about. That's what's happening. But yet you know. And that is exactly what's happening. How did God decide to get me through this? Uh, cities in the yeah, United they going above and beyond to States, promote the devil, the is, is and it's pissing me off because they used to devil worshippers used to be real secretive, oh, like yeah. going down in the that, basement, you know, this secret yeah, world. Now they just now like, they on the device ah, too. capitalist that said, "All right, this is Jake with the news. I'll talk to you later. Have a good volatile right now. This literally will be the downfall of New York City unless this is of over overruled or or changed. Nobody's going to be willing to risk." that kind of fines from uh, a judge in New York city. If they do exactly what other, uh, what Trump did and what all real estate investors do, you know, um, it's sad. It's sad, but that just shows you the mindset of these extreme liberals that are so dedicated on bringing Trump down and bringing down everything that Trump stands for. And they're going to bring down the country uh, just trying to go after one man. It is ridiculous. It's absurd, but it's happening left and right. Uh, there's another Kevin O'Leary video, but I think we've played enough. We get what he's saying. I think we all understand uh, how this is going to affect New York City. Uh, now, we talked about this yesterday, the, tr- the trucker, or we talked about the day before, the trucker boycott of New York City. Let's check in with a, uh, a very uh, fancy headpiece-wearing trucker, and uh, he's going to discuss how this trucker uh, lack of a convoy to New York City and trucker boycott is going to affect New York. Uh, cover your ears if you have children in the car because uh, it's a trucker with a trucker's mouth. He talks like a trucker. Here we go. Hey, this is to all you window-licking fucking moron liberals. You don't know shit about the trucking industry. I'm an independent truck driver. There are 350,000 drivers like myself that if we don't want to go somewhere... We don't go there. We don't have any bosses, no unions. You can't fuck with our license like you guys keep saying you want to do. Nothing. It's not illegal to say, fuck you, eat a dick, you fucking idiots. We don't want to go to New York. We won't go to New York. Ask Colorado, you fucking morons. Colorado fucked around and found out Real fucking quick, the truck drivers actually run this country. Fuck you. Well, that was very pleasant. Um, so I, I, I guess it's safe to say that the truckers are uh, well underway. I haven't seen anything in the mass media about their impact on New York City. I'm sure it'll take some time. Uh, but if other truckers like this gentleman, this fine gentleman, this fine, uh, this linguist of a truck driver, uh, I'm sure if he's willing to stay out of New York City, maybe there's some others. I am waiting on pins and needles to see how this turns out for uh, New York. Now, in good news for Trump, in good news for Trump, uh, CNN is reporting, and other people have reported, but it, especially when we go to extreme leftist uh, people like CNN, they're reporting that this whole deal of his stock and truth and Trump social or truth media, uh, was it truth doc truth truth whatever his. Social media platform, whatever. He's got a bunch of stock in it, and it could be worth upwards of $4 billion. So maybe he can just, you know, break off a little piece of that, pay his fine, and be on his way. 
you know, but it's not over yet. And let's not forget that Trump and his attorneys, I'm sure they're appealing this. They're going to take it to a higher judge. Hopefully they get a higher judge in New York City that has some common sense and overturns this lower court's ruling. Uh, hope for the best. In the best interest of New York, New York real estate development and everything, this judgment of $350 million against Trump for real estate uh, uh, uh fraud, so they say, it needs to be overturned. And let's hopefully, hopefully that happens in the appeals court. But here's CNN's commenting on Trump's uh, value in uh, Truth Social. Category, is there any good financial news for Trump? Yeah, so very interesting. And Audie, in fact, was the one who pointed this out to me. Trump's Truth Social share worth. So back in 2022, it was about 700 million. Last year, it was less than 100 million. But there's this idea, essentially, that Truth Social will, in fact, be able to go public. And how much would Trump's shares be worth if it does, in fact, go public? It could be upwards of $4 billion. That's billion with a B, not million with an M. Now, of course, keep in mind that Trump can't sell these stocks for another six months. But the fact is, we've had all this bad news for Trump. This could be good financial news for Donald Trump. Good Gary, financial great news. Great to see you. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully, you know. Uh, the, the planets are aligning and working in Trump's favor to help him out if he does have to end up paying this $350 million. I don't think he is. I think it's going to go to the appeals court. I think the appeals court is going to, you know, where's where's the damages? Where's the damages to anyone? You know, I think they're going to see the reality of this, that the banks were required to vet Trump's claims before they loaned the money. And it's at the bank's discretion and their underwriters. Um I, I, I can't imagine the, him not winning the appeal. If he doesn't win the appeal, it just shows how corrupt and how crooked the New York judicial system is in its entirety. In other news, Trump is announcing, and I think this is a list that we all could have deducted on our own, um, of his potential VPs. According to the Daily Mail, which is, you know, the National Enquirer of News, but they are saying that Donald Trump says he's considering Ron DeSantis, Vivek Ram, Ramaswamy, Vivek, sounds like cake. Uh, Christy, uh, I don't know how to say her last name, Christy Noam, and former Democrat Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard as potential VIP picks. And I'll tell you what, if it was up to me, my vote there would be for Tulsi Gabbard. Yes, she's an ex-Democrat. Yes, but she has uh, some common sense. Um, for various reasons, I've covered it before, I would pull for Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, I think she could be something middle of the road that can really I, see the thing. Well, the way I see it is if you get Ron DeSantis or Vivek uh, Ramaswamy, um, they're too polarizing for the country. OK, they're too polarizing for the country and there's just going to be right versus left. I think Tulsi can bring a little bit of common ground, a little bit of common ground. Uh, she's an excellent communicator, a little uh, more moderate in the middle. Uh, of this whole Democrat versus Republican. She is an independent, but she is a former Democrat. Um, I think it would say a lot. It would be like an olive branch uh, from the Republican Party and from Donald Trump to have Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard as a potential VP. So that's where my vote is. I just want to see a little bit of unity, and I think Tulsi could bring that. Um, another uh, quick little screen capture, and they're talking about inflation underneath the Biden administration. Let me get my face out of the way. Overall inflation is up 17.9%. Energy costs are up 32.3%. Electricity is up 27.8%. Food is up 20.8%. And shelter is up right under 20%, 19.4%. Are you happy yet? Have we had enough of this? Are we willing to uh, you know, reverse what we've been doing and get rid of this Bidenflation that's been happening and plaguing every American? It is just crazy. Okay, well, Nevadans, Nevadans and Nevada... 
we're changing courses here. Uh, they're claiming that there's a software glitch that caused, caused unmailed ballots to show up as counted. Uh, Nevadans found out votes were counted in their names in an election they never even voted in. That's according, this isn't according just to Fox News, this is according to the Secretary of State of Nevada. And the Secretary of State of Nevada is saying it was a glitch. Isn't it kind of odd that a glitch would happen in a computer system that would start counting votes from mail-in voters that didn't even mail in a vote? And the reason why this caught fire is there was a people, a bunch of people that didn't mail in a vote. They didn't vote at all in the election, but they just had the instinct to go online and see if they had a registered vote in that past election. I'm not exactly sure. I think it was a primary. I'm not too sure. Um, and they started finding that, hey, look, it says that I voted and I never voted. Uh, okay, here's Jesse with this, breaking this down a little bit. Primetime's live from Las Vegas tonight. And while we're out here, we decided to look into the elections. And we're not happy with what we found. Nevada had a primary two weeks ago, and people were complaining that even though they didn't vote, the state's website said that their ballot was counted. This weekend, the Secretary of State came out and said, ah, it's just a glitch. Trust us, it's secure. I don't trust people who are constantly telling me to trust them. Exactly. We're just supposed to trust that no one voted in our name? They tell us our elections are secure, then we find out Craig's and Wanda's are rigging the system. Remember Craig, the vote harvesting kingpin in Atlantic City who threatened to lay out Johnny? Craig, but you know that's not right. What's not right? Rigging elections and for, you using, fraudul using fraudulent ballots. <laughs> People say you've I have no comment. I would appreciate it if you get up and move away from me. Get out my face. So I have to lay one of you bastards down. Ooh, so Craig's been arrested for bribery, sexual blackmail, and election fraud. He started wearing a wire for the feds over 20 years ago, and now he's offering a service to Republicans. Here's his pitch from over the weekend. Listen. When you lose by a few votes, don't say they cheated. Work harder and outdo them. No one should come around you without being registered to vote and then follow up to make sure that they vote. You got to add to the equation. I'm not a, a, a lawbreaker, but I, I, I just want to get things done for the people. And sometimes, the, the, you know, the rules and the laws get in the way. <laughs> we think we agree with Craig, except for the lawbreaking part. Republicans need to stop accusing Democrats. Okay. Yeah, we get it. We get it. So Nevada voter fraud is running rampant again. You know, they're gearing up for this next election. Here's one more news Technical story about it. Technical issue has caused primary mail-in ballots across the state to show as counted when voters had not mailed their ballots or voted at all. Over the weekend, several people emailed 8 News Now saying they, though they never voted by mail or voted in the primary at all, the state's online system showed their ballot was counted. A secretary of state's office says they they became aware of, quote, possible technical issues yesterday and began working with county clerks and registrars this morning. The office also stating the issue does not alter the primary results and only involves voter history, not vote tabulation. Yeah, that's a pretty big error. I mean, it's a pretty big error. It, a lot of people, a lot of people didn't vote at all. And all of a sudden it's showing up in the records that they voted and who they voted for. That's a pretty damn big glitch. Does it sound intentional to you? Of course it does. Of course it sounds intentional. This is nonsense. It's baloney. You know, and in the same vein of voter fraud as we're going across it, here's here's what, uh, uh, you ever heard of a ghost donor? This is how big 
deep state people funnel money through individuals. Uh, we've, we've, we covered stories before like this, uh, where there was a female not too long ago. We covered the story, this old lady in some Midwestern state saying that she checked her, her donation records and she'd never donated to any of these politicians, but her records show that she had many a times. And here's a, here's a glimpse of what a ghost re- record, uh, ghost record of a donation. This is, this, <laughs> this was from a, um. I believe it was in here where it said, oh, yeah, 65-year-old retired man living in a 962-square-foot house in Clawson, Michigan. And his his donation records show that from 2019 to 2023, the FEC has recorded him making over 15,600 separate donations to political campaigns. Uh, and I believe it totaled over $15,000. And that, folks, is how you funnel money into campaigns if you're a big old deep state piece of crap. Hmm. Hmm. Well, another news. Uh, remember the Biden her interview, um, where the her he was on the committee that was uh, looking at Biden. He said, "Well, this guy isn't fit to stand trial. He's from the Department of Justice." Uh, well, and, well, the Department of Justice has failed to meet congressional deadline to hand over the transcripts from that Biden her interview. Um, it says right here that the Department of Justice. DOJ failed to turn over the transcripts of President Joe Biden's interview with special counsel Robert Hur after the House Judiciary and Oversight Committees requested it. Uh, that's according to the Daily Caller. The House Oversight Committee requested the transcripts via letter on February 12th, giving the DOJ until February 19th at 5 p.m. to respond. The DOJ did not turn over the transcripts or other documents in the report that were requested. Sources uh, with both committees told the Daily Caller. Which is interesting. I mean, why would the DOJ sit on this and not give the transcripts of that interview over to the um, Congressional Hearing Committee? Maybe it's just a glitch. You know, uh, we're full of glitches. Okay, now on to the COVID news. Russia Russia, uh, is claiming that uh, America, and as along with Bill Gates, along with Fauci, is on the verge of outbreak number two. And here we go. I'm going to have to read this out loud along with this because it's just in uh, subtitles. Here we go. Just like in 2019, the USA has started to prepare a new pandemic by looking for mutated viruses. We do not exclude the possibility of the USA using so-called defense technology in an offensive capacity as well as a pursuit of the goal of imposing global control by creating biological crisis. That's according to Russia. I don't know how much faith you want to put into the Russia politics, but maybe you, uh, politicians, but maybe you'd put a little more faith in uh, guys like Americans, Americans, uh, happy Americans, uh, such as Bill Gates. So in the next five to ten years, for the next pandemic, we will solve all those problems. Look at the smile on his face. Hold on, let me pause this. He's talking about the next pandemic, and it just brings a smile to his face. That is just that's just unheard of. Let's take a look again. So in the next five to ten years, for the next pandemic, we will we'll solve all those problems. You say the next pandemic. There will be another pandemic. Absolutely. We don't know when. You know, the risk per year, 2%, 3%. Uh, the next pandemic. And there will be one. There will absolutely be an outbreak of another pandemic. We definitely will have to face other surprises, black swans, as they are called, uh, maybe different kinds of viruses. But also there will be a surprise outbreak. Most of the work we're gonna do to be ready for pandemic two, I, I call this pandemic one. There will be 
Certainly, what we call the black swans, the unpleasant surprises which will come in our way. And they're excited about it. Yeah, okay, well, you know, you know the rumor mail out there about the, uh, 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 not the World Economic Forum, the WEF. Uh, well, yeah, it is part of the WEF. Anyways, deep state, let's just call it deep state. Okay, deep state is out there saying that the population of this planet is at 8 billion and they want to get it, they want to cut that by 7.5 billion. And for the all good of humanity, they want to cut the whole population of this planet down to 500 million. That's a deep state. That's a theory that is being spread around about the deep state. And it appears that they are um, going to keep doing these modified plague outbreaks, allegedly conspiracy theory. Let's just dig down this hole uh, until they achieve something close to that. Okay, so Kyle, Ritten, we all we all saw the story of the shooting at the Kansas City uh, Chiefs uh, victory parade. Uh, of course, the mass multimedia won't won't release the identities of who those shooters were because they're saying they're under 18. And what's crazy is they've never had a issue releasing the identities of many under 18 age people before, especially when it's white males or white kids. Um, but when it comes to a minority, we all saw the pictures that are floating around on X. It was some minorities that were doing the shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs parade. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse had something to say about this. He said, I'm trying to comprehend why the government was quick to reveal my name after I defended myself but they still haven't released the names of the Kansas City shooters. And, you know, here's a nice little collage of you of Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, the one kid that just stood there uh, while the Native American got on his ass, and then the kid that was uh, said he was that they said he was in blackface at a Chiefs game. They released all these kids' names and identities, the mass media did. But when it comes to a shooter, when it comes to a shooter at the Kansas City that happens to be a minority, you know, he's darker than this line on the color chart, uh, mum's the word, mum's the word. But the, but the thing is, is the, the mass media has no problem releasing the identities of minors if the minors are standing up for something that they don't agree with, okay? Uh, but when it comes to a black shootout over drug stuff going on at Kansas City 